bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, where y'all been? Because I was here Thursday and Friday and nobody showed up, so I went home. That's, well, you know, I was told if you're going to lie, lie big. So, had a great time. Uh-oh, people sending me messages, and I didn't turn my computer off, so I'm like, what is that sound? Can you tell I just got back? But it's fun, isn't it? 833-212-1017 is the number. Something I say in my sleep. A friend of mine's daughter mocks me all the time because I say that, or they say it when they see me. It's kind of weird, but, you know, it is what it is. Here's what I was wondering. I was kicking around because I have like five or six different things that I want to talk about today and do as an open, but I... I would have to literally do my open like five times today. Which would not only be ridiculous, it would be redundant. And I had to think about the thing that disturbed me the most. 
I had to think about that thing that made me irritated the most. And so I came across what, what I would call a imperialist interpretation by Mark Twain. You know who Mark Twain is? You know, the poet and all that. Okay. Of a particular poem written by, well, I won't tell you who. The poem proposes that the white race is morally obliged to civilize the non-white people of the planet Earth and to encourage their progress, economic, social, and cultural, through colonialism. So I was away last week, and I was in a place where people kept acting a particular way. And, you know, it's funny. When you're away from Milwaukee, you start to notice things about Milwaukee and the way that they do things from a fresh perspective. And so as I looked at Milwaukee, I started to notice that there are just some things economic, social, and cultural, that people seem to think that black people are not equipped to handle or equipped to do. It's as if when you look at the Democratic and the Republican Party, the Republican Party is imperialistic and and quite, you know, Huge purveyors of colonialism only to take the spoils of what they have. Democrats, on the other hand, encourage progress towards economic, social, and cultural things. But they don't think you can do it yourself. They have to do it for you. That the white race is morally obliged to civilize the non-white people of the planet Earth is not only insulting, but you have to deal with the fact that technically people of color outnumber you. Where would you get it in your mind? Well, Mark Twain is quoted as saying the, the implication, of course, was that the empire, you know, the British empire, existed not for the benefit economic or strategic or otherwise of Britain itself, but in order that, get this, primitive people incapable of self-government could, with British guidance, eventually become civilized and Christianized. Kind of sound like what they did when they came over on those three, uh, I wouldn't say fictitious boats, but ridiculous boats we learned about in school, the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria. Anyway, when we look at the antics of these two political parties, both statewide, nationally, locally, the laws that govern us treat us as not being able to take care of ourselves, not being able to take care of our neighborhoods, not being able to take care of our cities. That government is the only place to turn for help. And as long as they run government, they're obliged to help us. That taxing rich people to help those without is going to happen when they themselves, in fact, are the rich people they're taxing? 
Like I, I find it bizarre people have scorn for rich people and they're and they're liberal. So what do you hate yourself? Will they give their money away through taxes to help us as if we're the only ones that need help? Like the only way a black person's got to get help is for you to pay taxes and the government help us because we can't help ourselves. Well, that's based on the picture painted that all black people are poor. And of course, too stupid to get an ID card to vote. There's, there's that lingering belief that the only way black people can achieve is at the direction and the behest of white people. It's a not so subtle bigotry of low expectations. And so the poet, Rudyard Kipling, positively represents imperialism as the burden and those who are divinely destined to civilize the brutish non-white other who inhabits the barbarous parts of the world. And so at the time, Roger Kipling was talking about Filipinos. He called them the new caught, the new, the, the sullen people's half devil, half child. And it kind of resonates today because when you think about how white people look at black people, they look at us as if we're children and they have to guide us because we're just not smart enough. We've been relegated to become adult children in need of a caretaker and an overseer. You know, I used to care. And I used to believe that politicians and nonprofits really cared about the uplifting of the black race and us as a people. I don't think that anymore. I was in a situation today in a meeting where the white people I were talking to were not listening. Their way was the right way. Like, don't you see that? Like, it's our way. Like, really? You don't understand? It's our way. And I said, that's because you're not listening. Their response was childish. Well, you're not listening. That's your answer? Instead of saying, let me listen. And then as I start talking, interrupt me and talk to me as if I'm a child. And that's when it hit me. Ah, my bad. I'm pushing back. You're the caretaker and overseer. You got to tell me what to think. And so now I don't believe politicians and nonprofits really care about uplifting the black race and uplifting us as a people. In fact, why do they talk down to black people? As if they always know what's best for us? Well, you know what I realize? I know who black people are today in the eyes of some white people. And Rudyard Kipling said it in his poem, even about the Filipinos at the turn of the 20th century. Black people, we're the white man's burden. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, August is Black Business Month and the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Teaming up with Associated Bank to celebrate the excellence of Black-owned business in our community. Together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations, supporting Black businesses, and that's why Carrie Noni will be spotlighting four Black businesses in Milwaukee and telling the story of their success. Be sure to follow 1017 The Truth on social media and YouTube, like right now, so you can watch the incredible stories of these Black-owned businesses. Truth Nation, we encourage you to buy Black. Did I say buy Black or buy Black? I said buy Black. You could buy black too. You can go ahead and laugh. It's okay. Um, all month long. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help. Member FDIC. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge self. Like I talk about myself and talk about how stupid I am and dumb stuff I do. And, and, and I, I tried to explain that to someone one day. I said, you not knowing me and hearing me say something, don't believe that I believe that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sarcastic. So when I'm sarcastic about myself, yeah, I'm watching him too. When I'm sarcastic about myself, it's okay. Like I don't think of myself in the negative. Trust me. And then I wanted to say out loud, "Get over yourself," but that would have been too much. That would have been over the top. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Of course. Um, hey, <laughs> y'all silly L-T-I-I Captain Bly. Really, dude? Really? 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 LT said, Dr. Ken, I completely agree with you. By the way, if you have any comments on us being the white man's burden, 833-212-1017 is the number. LT said, Dr. Ken, I completely agree with you. However, black people talk down to black people when it comes to politics. What do you mean by that? And then he said, especially when they ask the question, what has the Democratic Party done for black people? As if by voting Democrat, whoever, Democrat, whoever is elected, just gave us stuff. A house, a car, a job, the Democratic Party makes it easier for black people to do for themselves. The Republican Party wants to take away. If you cannot see that or you do not want to do for yourself, you want others to do everything for you, maybe you are the white man's burden. Well, let's chop that up for a second. Number one, black people talk down to black people when it comes to politics. That's not what we were talking about, number one. And number two, especially when they ask the question about what the Democratic Party. Well, I think you're making an assumption that that black people are talking about something something tangible, right? But when we talk about what has the Democratic Party done for black people in relation to moving us forward, in relation, in, 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 in relation to making um, and, and creating diversity and equity, being inclusive, that, I think that's what I mean by it. So when people say, what has the Democratic Party done for us? And then you compare it to what the Republicans did, but we'll get there. As if by voting Democrat, whoever is elected is elected to just give us stuff, a house, a car, and a job. And again, no, it's about making life equitable 
fairness. You don't have to have contact with me. You don't have to live with me. You don't have to talk to me. But when I do, I expect there to be some modicum of equity. All things being equal. Like if you went to college, remove the name, remove the zip code. No, leave the zip code. Um, and maybe remove the school. You know, something that's not identifiable, but something where you can connect everybody either through socioeconomics by knowing your zip code, the median income in your zip code, stuff like that. Then he said the Republican Party wants to take it away. How? Because people always say that and they, they, they run, both sides run these these talking points, they want to take it away. Take what away? If nobody's given us anything, what exactly are, are, are Republicans taking away? And why would you care? If you don't either have anything or they're not giving you anything and the Democratic Party didn't give you anything, what are the Republicans taking away? And then he wrote, if you cannot see that or do not want to do for yourself, well, see, so you can't have it both ways. You can't tell me I got to do for myself pull myself up by my bootstraps and then say, we can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and we can't do anything ourselves. The problem is it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray in there. There's some of us who used to not be able to do for themselves, became proficient, became educated, got jobs, started businesses, and now we can do for ourselves. The only thing we can do is show other people how we did it. But I think you should do for yourself. Now, if you want to argue the sharing part, that's a problem. You want uh, to do everything for you. Maybe you are the white man's burden. Um, black people pay taxes, too. But you have to understand what the white man's burden is. The white man's burden is, watch this. It's not that you help people. That's not what we're arguing about. The argument is why you help people. Reason is everything. Why are you helping me? Are you helping me because you want something back? Are you helping me or are you helping me because your vision of me is as an adult child that you can't help yourself? You're not smart. I'm telling you, I think I told the story. I was in grad school and I see a call. James, I'll get to you in a second. I had a I had a woman who was my age in graduate school working on an MBA. It was in managerial economics and she sat next to me. And when they said open the book, she literally reached over and showed me with her ink pen, oh, see, we're in this. And I smacked her hand. And I remember because it accidentally wrote ink in my book and I was mad about it. And I said, what are you doing? And I said it loud enough so everybody in the class heard it. It's like, what is wrong with you? I'm a grown man. I know where to find a page and a paragraph. What are you doing? Well, I didn't think you knew. What would make you think that out of all the people in this class, the one black male couldn't find a page number in a paragraph? And I just looked at her like, are you kidding? She didn't speak to me for the rest of the eight-week class, which is okay. But at some point, did I handle it correctly? Well, I don't know. I was pretty much younger then. Probably not. But that lingering, I'm doing you a favor. You couldn't win without me. You know, you have to do this. You know, we, we have to help you. We have to pat you on the head and treat you like a little puppy. Well, I'm tired of it. 
James, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you today? Find yourself, Dr. King. I'm a little wound up, but, you know, first day back. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you, know, you know, Dr. King, uh, uh, it, uh, I think that we are truly, we truly can become the white man's burden. Uh, when, uh, as you say, uh, more than one occasion, we put ourselves up by the bootstraps and we educate ourselves. And, you know, I think we become more, uh, the white men become more, we're more feared by the white men when we do things intellectually. And especially when we put ourselves in a position where they feel a lot of times that we don't need them. And what I've learned about life, Dr. Ken, is there's only one way to keep a man down. And that is that you have to be down there yourself. You can't keep me down unless you're down there with me. Correct. And and I just truly believe that, yeah, we become the white man's burden as we uh, educate ourselves. We become more intellectual and we learn about how to more and more how to do things on our own, become more creative and inventive and things of that nature. All right. Well, thank you much. I appreciate it, James. You're welcome. Have a great day, evening. You too. I'm I'm just I'm astonished by the fact that there is actually a group of people in the world that think God brought them to this earth to help us. Like at, at, at the sheer arrogance of it for me is just, it's amazing. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Are we the white man's burden? Now, what did he just say? Because I heard him talking. (laughs) 833-212-1017 is the number. I mean, you know, we, we... We wonder why certain things happen and why certain things, you know, stop us from growing. And I've heard it all my life. Well, you know, it's the man keeping you down. And when I was younger, I never really understood what that meant. How can somebody else stop you from doing what you're doing? And so when I know what you're doing, I'm okay with that, you know, because I can avoid it. I can build my own. I can step aside, you know, education and and some modicum of income, you know, fifty thousand dollars a year, kind of goes. You do that. Well, I'm gonna go move over here. I'm gonna go work over there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and and you do that. But when you find out why, that's what kind of makes me, <clears throat> you know, kind of gives me the side eye. Like what? So you're doing this because you truly believe that black people are not capable of it. Right? Let me give you an example. 
Money and education seem to be the two things that no matter what happens in the black community, we continue to run into trouble with that. We continue whenever we build up and we grow or we create and it becomes big, there's a problem. So watch this. All right, you all in there. Who's the white girl everybody talking about doing the concert? She's about to do a concert in 2024 and everybody's talking about it already. What's her name? She's going to come to Milwaukee too, of course. What's, what's her name? Um, who, who's the biggest white singer? Pop singer. Who who is it? From Milwaukee? No, not from Milwaukee, but just the biggest, like up up with Beyonce. Who's the other big white Taylor girl? Swift? Taylor Swift, right? We heard Taylor Swift. We we hear Taylor Swift is Oh my gosh, she's got a concert. And they're even talking about Taylor Swift's concert next year. And I'm reading this like, oh my God, tickets are on sale. They're having trouble. Her concerts aren't until 2024. To which my brain said, Negro, please. That's not the word I use, but are you kidding? Taylor Swift in 2024? First of all, I can't recall ever hearing a song by Taylor Swift in my entire life. I'm sure I don't need to and don't want to. But just the fact that they were talking about it, right? But in the back of my mind, I said, let somebody black do something and let there be just a little bit of negativity and it's going to be all over the news. So what I do, I turn on CNN today and what's going on? Oh, my God. Trouble. Beyonce's billion dollar tour or whatever. Oh, my God. When they started talking about Beyonce's tour and they expect her to make over a billion dollars on the tour, I said to myself, they are going to start having news stories that are going to be negative about Beyonce. Right. What was the news story today? Washington, D.C.? All oh, those people had to sit there in the stadium and wait, and it was hot. And people were passing out. And people got sent to the hospital. And people fainted. I'm like, what does that have to do with Beyonce? Beyonce didn't make the, hot, the heat hot. I know y'all think black people are powerful, but we ain't God. We ain't that powerful. We can't make the sun beat down 110 degrees. But somehow, when it does, we get blamed for it. Then... The article went on to say, and there was a two to three hour delay because of rain. Oh, now Beyonce done made it rain, right? So now she want to get paid. So she made it rain. And then she like, what are you talking about? Taylor Swift had to actually cancel concerts and they had to give money back. And it was like, okay, yeah, they gave money back. That was it. Fans was mad, but, but we didn't hear about it. We let one fan get mad at Beyonce for anything, and you'll hear about it over and over and over and over and over. Why? Because somebody said, you know, Beyonce stands to make, I don't know if Taylor Swift going to make a billion, but she probably will because, you know, it's my white folks. But she, I'm like, really? Y'all, y'all, you, 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 you hate that much. And who said this? LT said, Taylor Swift is your girl? That's too bad. I just lost respect for you. I, I just lost respect for you. But then Beyonce did what? She paid $100,000, like LT put in his name. At, at the end of the story, oh, and by the way, 
because there was a rain delay and you know um the MARTA stays you know MARTA San Francisco what what is it BART whatever it is that's San Francisco anyway um the metro stations right the trains shut down so they extended it for two hours and she paid $100,000 to make sure her fans could get home. Don't you think you probably should have started the story with that? Look at the great thing Beyonce did. There was rain. There was heat. People were hot. It was, oh, my God, it was it. And what did she do? Now, nah, I ain't going to lie. If I was there and it started raining, I'm walking outside in the rain because it's hot. And people are drenched, and then she did her show in the rain. No, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fact there was a rain delay. She did her show in the rain. Rocked it. Taylor Swift, somebody said Taylor Swift never canceled any concerts. Ticketmaster crashed, so they never got tickets. Hey, dude, that's called canceled. I, I don't know about you, but, you know, when you can't get there, the show has to be canceled. Somebody got to say, we're not doing the show. I'm just saying. And watch this. I'm not getting in a match with you about Taylor Swift because I give two flips about Taylor Swift. I'm just saying. 833-212-1017 is the number. It just gets tiring. Trying to be heard. So you just stop. Stop talking. Let's let it go. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Jeff, you're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. How are you? Hey man, I'm great, man. I love what y'all do. I listen to you guys. I come all the way from Oshkosh to work in Milwaukee, and um, you know, my only thing with Beyonce is that come out a couple of years ago that little kids were making her clothes and stuff, and I know a lot of people affordable to do it in China and stuff. So while Beyonce's helping her fans get out of the hot and the heat. Right, right. It feels like she, what about that? You know, Tay-Tay doesn't have small kids making her clothes. Okay, you know so I mean? peep That's this. Where does that. Beyonce live? In the, in America? Yeah, she lives in, she lives in Houston. Right? She lives in Houston, Texas. Okay. So, how is she supposed to control the company that she pays in China to make clothes? Well, I'll give you a hint. So I've done Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu my whole life. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you that, and I don't care about that. What I'm asking you about is how is she supposed to control? When you own a brand, when you own a brand. Answer my question. You you, you go over there and you check those factories. How are you going to check a factory in another country that's a communist country? You fly your ass over there. Dude, are you kidding me? You do it. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Do you live in a dream world or what? China to watch. You must live in a oh, dream man, world. My buddy flew from Europe to start a brand and saw every product that was being made before he had it made. He saw the quality. He met the people who was making his shit in China. And he flew over to do it. And he didn't have half the money Beyonce did. I'm not bagging on Beyonce. I love Jay-Z and Beyonce. Watch your language, first of all. But, Listen, apologize. watch your language, first of all. Second of all, apologize. as soon as your buddy left, they hired who they wanted to hire and got them to be able to make those clothes. So... So when you say that, that's cute. But in the end, you really don't know. You're not in control. Number two, the money that gets paid there, it, it's like when we were in Central America or South America. Oh, these poor kids are only getting paid 50 cents a day. They're living like kings and queens in their country because they have American money in the 
denomination of a dollar, right? To us, it's nothing. There, they live like kings and queens. So we can't compare a communist regime in China to a democratic republic in America where the economics are everything that everybody wants to get to. They want to crawl here, cross the Rio Grande, fly here, lie to get in because they know this is one of the best countries in the world. And we're going to complain about Beyonce with kids making clothes. But did you check with the parents of those kids? Who let is this? Man. Of all the comparisons, my issue is that we really want to compare the work that Beyonce does to the things that Taylor Swift has done. No, I don't even care. We're not talking about, by the way, you're forbidden from saying Taylor Swift on my show ever again. Oh, gladly. All right. Don't, don't even look. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even think. Oh, what about TS? No, you can't, you can't use her initials. But that would be kind of hard, though, because then, yeah, we couldn't use words with TNS in it at all. Uh, thank you for your, well, who was that, Jeff? Jeff needs to watch his language, and don't, don't come back if you're going to talk like that, Jeff, because, you know, <clears throat> it's inappropriate. But again, hey, I should know better. It's the white man's burden. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, Truth Nation, we want to celebrate the survivors of breast cancer and highlight their stories of fighting and thriving through their diagnosis. So, what we want you to do is visit 1017 The Truth YouTube page. Watch Carrie Noni's interview with our general manager, Cherie Harris, as she discusses how she thrived through her diagnosis. To celebrate her journey, that's what I get for eating sweet tarts on the radio. You know, just dries out your mouth. Celebrate her journey for a limited time only. We're selling specialty 1017 The Truth shirts, and I'm still mad because I couldn't get one because I had to go buy one. But the cool thing is you can go to 1017thetruth.com right now, purchase your limited edition Thrive Through shirt. Why should you do that? Well, all proceeds go to support the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and research fund. That's why you can't get a shirt for free. Why? Because if you're helping a community thrive, then to do so, you give to the one thing that affects black women the most, and that's breast cancer. So buy a shirt, support Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin Breast Cancer Care and Research Fund. Go to 1017thetruth.com, purchase the limited edition truth shirt and support the fight against breast cancer and you'll get the shirt i just got a bucket hat like a month ago i'm watching everybody else walk around with i'm like can i get a bucket hat why well you got one how come i can't get one it's just day one i started at 1017 the truth Everybody else had all the paraphernalia and the shirt and baseball cap. Uh, can I get one? Oh, yeah, we'll get you one. 
Uh, can I get one? Oh, yeah, we'll get you. I think it took like a year. What they give me? The old guy. Yeah, get him last year's, and then we'll get the new stuff. So by the time I got one, everybody else had bucket hats. See, that's how y'all be treating old people. <laughs> it's all right. Let me get y'all back. It's all right. <clears throat> Next time I go on vacation, I ain't taking any of y'all with me. That's what I'm going to do. Go by myself. Take my family. Forget y'all. I'm doing nothing with y'all. Well, I am going to do something with y'all because Saturday is our is our Truth Family Fest. And so I'm going to be at Truth Family Fest from 10 to 3, Riverside University High School in Milwaukee. So come hang out. Come chill. We got food and healthcare resources because, you know, some of y'all going to be out there, you know, some some of y'all going to be out there trying to do stuff y'all not supposed to do. Y'all going to let's run. Let's have a race. Let's do all kind of stuff. And then you're going to need healthcare. So uh, financial education resources, free giveaways, free haircuts for kids, Backpacks with school supplies. Um, technically, I start school. Can I get a backpack? What do you mean, no? Well, shake your head, yes. Free backpacks filled with school supplies. I'm a college professor. I got to go back to school. I should get a backpack. Right? I should get a backpack. So I can't get a T-shirt, can't get a backpack, can't get a bucket hat, can't get a baseball cap. Okay. What about a free haircut? Nope, for kids. Live concerts? Nope, for kids. So why am I going? I'm going because it's free and it's open to the public and it's our first family fest and it's going to be it's going to be on point. So just show up and eat yourself into a tizzy and hang out with with, you know, the Truth Nation and it's going to be fun. Now, the cool thing about it, it's at an area, if you're familiar with Riverside University High School in Milwaukee, you can approach it from two sides. And so you can be along Locust. You can be on that side street. There's the, there's the park there. It's so much. I, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have a good time. If I was you, I'd get there early because, you know, <clears throat> we're going to fill it up. We got food. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm just going for the food. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm going to get the food. Um, Truth Family Fest is sponsored by Ascension Wisconsin. Um, listening to you, caring for you, Educators Credit Union, achieving more together. Hunger Task Force, Milwaukee's only free and local food bank and Wisconsin's anti-hunger leader. Associated Bank, your money works here. And MATC, you deserve a better alternative, Milwaukee. So we've got some some powerful sponsors and we're going to have a really good time, and we're going to be there to uh, make sure the Truth Family Fest, the first annual Truth Family Fest, is successful. And the fact that we know that you'll be there is what's going to make it successful. 833-212-1017 is the number. I literally have about a minute left. Huh? I literally have about a minute left, but I'm gonna jump in. Julian, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you, were, I was just responding. I heard your question about the white man's burden, and uh, I just had a few thoughts I'd like to share on that. Okay, you got about a minute. Go right ahead. Okay. Well, if we're talking about the Rudyard Kipling's poem, poem about the white man's moral obligation to civilize the non-white peoples uh, on the planet. 
which of course was the pretext for imperialism and colonization and even slavery. Right. Um, of course, that's of course that's nonsense. But uh, the modern day take my modern day take on the notion of the white man's burden for me is to, uh, yeah, acknowledge, uh, accept responsibility, uh, accept accountability for the legacy of imperialism, uh, that colonization and slavery. And if that means being okay with things like uh, affirmative action, uh, DEI, even uh, reparations, then so be it. And if they or anyone choose to view that as a burden, then so be it. Because to refuse to admit disparities and inequities in things like the the wealth gap, uh, life expectancy, the historical underrepresentation, or the lower status of blacks in positions of power in every major institution in American society, to say there's no problem with the status quo when black folks are at the lower end of a totem pole because that's where they deserve to be, then that is to say, or that is to advocate white supremacy. That's, that's my take on it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Sorry about that, Julian. I think I was a little quick on the on the uh, disconnect. But at some point, don't you have a sense of pride? I mean, I know you can give it to me for free, but I want it. Like I want it. I want to earn it so I can tell everybody else I earned this. It wasn't given to me. That's like you telling me you did good, but you still pat me on the top of my head. Like if you still believe that you're helping me in some kind of way because I'm less than you by virtue of your thoughts, I have an issue with that. That's why when that bank tried to give us a mortgage for free, just buy the house outright and give it to us. But I knew the first thing they would do is sign this NDA, non-disclosure agreement, so you can't tell nobody that we gave you a house because we messed up and we were racist. And I said, no, not only are you going to give me the house, you're going to give me at a competitive rate. And then I'm going to tell everybody when they ask me, I'm not going to just put it out there to besmirch your reputation. But when they ask me what bank it was, I will definitely tell them it was your bank. And so we forget that in the end, you can't acquiesce your own power by them giving you something for free. I think that's called imperialism. 